Hi there folks, this is WP Tonic, episode 126, it's our Saturday live panel show. We had some technical problems with Firetalk, but it didn't stop us, we're WordPress people, we moved to our backup, Google Hangouts, and I've got a great panel here, we're going to have a news session, and then we're going to go on to our main topic. Um, I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves in no particular order. I'm just going to choose a first name. So prepare yourself, ladies. Uh, I'm going to go for Sally. Go on, Sally. Uh, introduce yourself. Sure. My name is Sally Getch. Uh, the world's longest train just passed by my house. Uh, I am the organizer of the East Bay WordPress Meetup in Oakland, California, and I run a, a freelance WordPress consulting business called WP Fangirl. That's great. Um, like to introduce yourself, Kim? Sure. I'm Kim Schivler. I run a WordPress training business focusing on how to build online courses and learning platforms. And uh, I live in Florida, but I just got back from speaking at WordCamp LAX, which was lots of fun, where I got to meet Sally in person. It was so cool. It was That's, great. That was great. Last but not least, the fabulous Jackie. Can you introduce yourself, Jackie? Yes, I'm Jackie D'Elia. I run a WordPress consultancy in Charlotte um, at JackieD'Elia.com, and I help clients uh, build their online brand and design and build websites for them. Yes, and I'm Jonathan Denwood. I, I founded WP Tonic. We are um, we help you if you're a designer, developer, consultant. If you've got legacy clients. Your rates have gone up over the past couple of years, but you've got some legacy clients that are on your old rates, and it's time not to support them anymore. Pass them on to WP Tonic. We're treating like kings and queens. So um, I think we'll start with our news um, section. Um, I hope you've been looking in your Slack channel, ladies, because I did change some stories. Just keep noticed it, that, yes. Uh, just, just to keep you on your toes, but the it's original... We're keeping up with our weekly reading. Exactly, exactly. You've got to do that, and you've got to keep you on your toes. Um, but uh, we do start off with one story that um, I put in midweek. That's It's um, back to... Well, a couple of these stories we've already discussed, but they're updates, really. Um, headway themes, confirms financial difficulties. Well, it looks like the tavern was right, in a way, to um, say what um, they said, really, which was a bit controversial. I'll start this off with Sally. So what do you think of this update? Uh, well, you know, this came through while we were in um, L.A., uh, not, I think maybe not the, the confirmation, but I think the, the second uh, the, the second item in the in this where the you know some of the unpaid uh, support staffers uh, started to speak out, and uh, you know the consensus among everybody I was talking to at the time was like, why didn't they communicate this? Is and. Uh, you know, this is a, a big issue, not just for them, but but for a lot of companies that when something is going wrong, if you don't communicate about it, everybody will suspect the worst, say the worst, uh, judge you for it. And it, it's going to be a, a lot harder than if you own up to it immediately. Uh, and this was the, the, the thing that's sort of like, well, gosh, you know, I bet there were enough loyal people that if they had appealed for financial support of some kind, they could have gotten it. By now, they're so far behind that, that it, you know, it would be really hard for someone to, to dig them out and, and not a very 
uh, you know, not a very good uh, prospect for anybody who considered, you know, buying the company or buying into the company. Exactly. What, what do you think, Kim? I, I agree. I was talking to a lot of people and it, it, absolutely needed to be have communication around it but it also almost it, it almost looked like it particularly for the one founder who's on gone on and and created another company almost like they were dropping that one you know just like meh, not even having time for it and of course I think though that from what I've heard or what people told me is that hurts them going forward because so many people were saying well now I would not support this new company because the you, you've destroyed the trust that we had in you as an individual as a as a founder as opposed to um, as opposed to it being that sing single company that single product it's going to hurt him going forward I think yeah what a fault so what do you think Jackie yes I'm in agreement with everybody here I, I think uh, the the fail on this was just the lack of communication everybody goes through difficulties in you know. At, at one time or another in their business and there's challenges and there are things that happen that are outside of your control. I think um, having it publicly aired and not responding, I think probably did more damage than, than, um, than good in, in that regard. And as far as speaking to, you know, folks not getting paid and things like that, I think that's really more of a, I would say, you know, an internal thing that needs to be handled on a business end and on a legal end. Um, but, you know, hats off for WP Tavern for at least, um, you know, bringing that to folks' attention, especially for those who might be considering purchasing the theme. Yeah, it was um, my take on it. It's really, um, it's, a, it's kind of, you've got the basic facts, but um, obviously there's a lot more going on. And it it's all... Um, I was going to use the word bizarre, but I, wouldn't, I don't think that's the correct word. It's a little bit odd about the whole thing there. The whole thing was handled. Um, you really would have to have all the facts and delve in it, but it, it definitely hasn't been um, handled that well. And um, um, I'm really sorry because um, it's not a product that I've ever used, but I, I know that, that there's a sizable user um, group that do use it um, I'm, I'm surprised that if you've got ongoing subscription and revenue that you um, get to this stage um, so it's it's still I think there's a lot more to the story really which will probably come out in the weeks and months do you agree um, Sally? Yeah I'm, I'm sure more will be revealed and uh you know, Kim is right about the, you know, the effect on, on the other company. It's sort of like, well, if you did this once, you might do it again. Now, you might not. I mean, you know, I don't know if anybody here remembers Odeo, mm. but that was a, a you know, a, a podcasting platform, uh, you know, created by the people who went on to Twitter. And when Twitter became really popular, you know, Odeo just kind of disappeared. Um, now, that I, as I remember it was a free platform and you kind of get what you pay for with with those things but you know i wonder what's going to happen to to people like our friend adam silver who builds on headway yeah, yeah it's all um and then you got you know a like similar vein of what you just mentioned you had the blab fiasco to some extent and um 
I'll, I'll, I don't think that, even though it was free, it was really handled that well. But there we go. Um, I'm going to end this on this particular thing because I, I think we've said the key things to it and I think none of us can really add a lot more. Um, so um, I'm running the show, so there we go. Uh, right, so um, on to the next. Right, yes. I mean, you can read all the comments on WP Tavern if, if you want, you know. Uh, 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 and we don't need to sit here and rehash them. People no, we don't really do. Unless you, you saw anything. I didn't see anything that put any more further light onto it. Um, I'm going to butcher this again. This is a Jonathan special. Sally, how this second story um, suspended from where? How do you pronounce them, Seth? I would say Zeref. Uh, why, why do they choose names that I can't pronounce, ladies? I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, you know, it's an enormously popular theme, and and we did discuss this a, a few weeks back. Yeah, we did. Know, it's when, another. It's another thing, and um, and in the end, these bad boys are the theme. Of the theme directory, uh, their days are numbered now, aren't they? Their um, their animo has arrived. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, they they're arguing basically that you know there should be a grandfather clause for for themes that that got accepted uh, before the you know current rules were initiated, and maybe that's true, but at the same time, you know, it is pretty hard to um, to enforce a rule. If, you know, the new theme developers who have to uh, abide by the guidelines are saying, but you've got that theme over there and it's not <coughs> doing it. And, and, you know, I'm pretty sure that what happened was that one theme developer, you know, or more than one theme developer uh, protested to the theme review team saying, look, this theme doesn't abide by the guidelines. That's not fair. And, you know, people don't like that. Uh, and oh, Sally, never. I, I can never see anybody in the WordPress community complaining about it. Can you? Never. 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 Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not just people in the WordPress community. It's all people. Uh, and and they, you know. We've got to get on to that Twitter, Sally, and call, uh, have a Twitter storm, haven't we? Oh, well, it, you know, the thing is that although they, they mention in their articles, uh, you know, in their transparency report article, something about, you know, two weeks notice, but this discussion had been going on for a long time. So that was, uh, I'm pretty sure, sort of the final ultimatum out of, out of many. And, uh, you know, I, I think they do believe that, that they're serving their customers better by, uh, you know, by keeping things the way they are. I don't know that I agree with them about that, but, uh, you know, I don't know that they're, that I don't think they're doing it just to try to be difficult. Yeah, well, what do you think, Jackie? What do you think? Any words of wisdom, Jackie? I think, um, you know, I, I don't think this was a sudden move. I think it was, you know, it's an ongoing conversation that they've had for a while. It's, I think one, one uh, thing I mentioned, saw like it was like 15 months now that this has been um, going on. So I think if you're going to have... It's, it's, a, it's, like, know, it's like War and Peace, Jackie. Yeah. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> It's an open source platform and they have rules. And I think if you want to participate in that, then, you know, you need to make an effort to comply with that. And maybe, I don't know what the time frame needs to be. Um, and I think if it was... I don't, they, I don't think they do either, Jack. No, and I think that's, that's the only thing that I would say is I think that there should be a formal process for time frames. I think, you know, you, you have so much time if you've been notified and it's clear for everybody who's on that platform so that everybody understands it. I think 
if it looks arbitrary, then that's where you get a lot of, um, you know. Yeah, they could have one of those discourse. They could have one of those timers. That's right. Countdown. You've got got four more days. Yeah, and actually maybe even an appeal process or maybe some other formal things on there where, you know, you have a process. And when it's done, it's done. You'd be lucky to find an email even to say they don't have a formal process. We're talking about WordPress here, Dan. The fact that you're dealing with an all-volunteer... Oh, yeah. we're, back, we're back to that, that cop-out, are we? Oh, it's all yeah, this makes it, it makes it much tougher to... to uh, yeah. And you mean it's got to be, oh, well, they're volunteers, so you're just going to suck it. You know, um, sorry, uh, I've been really sarcastic here, but I've heard all this before. What do you reckon, Kim? I just agree with both of them. And, and <laughs> it, it was 15 months when we did the original article. It had been 15 months that they'd been working on them. They're, and, slow, they're slow movers, aren't they? Yeah, and the last and the last one, it was like a two week, but it was it was if you read that whole long, 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 long thing going on and on and on, it really was more of a. It it didn't look like they were really making the efforts that they were saying. Right, it was like they were just still like well, straight up on as long as we can. Just try keeping the depository as long as we can. You got to play by the rules if you want to be in the repository. That's it's their repository. Yeah, you're playing in the sandbox, but you're not playing the right way. Well, they've had a good run, folks. They kind of messed around the team for you know 15 months. You know, stringing it on as long as they can. But the day of judgment has come, isn't it, folks? They're out. They're finished. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. And I, you know, I don't think they're going to suffer that much because. They, you know, they've already set something up where people can download the theme from their site, and uh, you know, it's they're they're pretty well Set, established yeah. at this at this point. So, uh, you know, people won't find that in the repository, but but they'll yeah. probably they'll probably be okay. Uh, you know, if they see any more themes, I think they better be perfect, and I, I think they're going to be. <laughs> Sorry, folks, I'm just saying uh, if they see any other themes to be. Uh, they're going to be looked over intensely, I would imagine, don't you, Sally? Well, I think, you know, they the, the theme review team has gone pretty extensively into producing guidelines for new themes and, and, and you know, standardizing that and making that process more structured and more clear so that I'm pretty sure any, you know, new theme submissions are, are going to be in, in, in line with that. It's just that, you know, there are still a lot of themes that are already in the repository and... Uh, even if the uh, the review team doesn't have time to go through every single one, you know somebody is going to report it if if it's you know if it doesn't conform. You I don't you don't you reckon not? <laughs> Sorry, I, I just can't help it. All uh, right, I think I think we covered that. Um, the last one um, um, hosting. Um, so I kind of threw this in the last minute because it was a bit of a light week. Um, you know, I kind of rushed around, had a good look, and then I went to the two went. hosting reports that came out this week, this one and, a, and another one, and I kind of glanced at them and and, uh, uh, and didn't uh, – I can hardly remember which one is which, but I did, I did look at this again. Um, I think the other one – it was the other one where they only seem to have tested the, um, the introductory 
uh, package at SiteGround and not the other ones. And I thought, well, that's a little odd because you don't get the full caching level in the introductory. That's part of why it's cheap. You get one site and you only get the static caching and not the, you know, the dynamic caching. caching. What's that, Sandy Caching? What's that? What's uh, that? Um, What's that? Uh, didn't, didn't somebody I know publish something about site performance recently? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Who was that English idiot that did that? Um, no, no, I, but so um, basically, um, it, it seemed reasonably in-depth um, this. Um, I think for myself, the biggest surprise um, was that WP Engine did not do too well in this report. Um, the darling of a certain group of WordPress um, um, types. Um, so I'm going to get some email for this. Right, I, I, really I, I, I don't see, uh, I, I don't really see them on that, uh, on that little summary that uh, was published in the, in the tavern in terms of here are the, the ones that come out at the top. Um, no, it certainly wasn't WP Engine. Um, so um, got any thoughts about this, Jackie? I was surprised that I didn't see WP Engine on there as popular as everybody um, yeah. claims it to be. I've got clients that are using it. They're happy sheep. with it. They're sheep, Jackie. They're sheep. But I was surprised at the uh, you know the speed tests and some some of the other tests on there that they weren't there. The other surprise for me was SiteGround performed really well on a lot of uh, on a lot of tests, and I know that's popular or not popular depending on who you are. Um, I haven't had any issues using SiteGround. It works really well for me. I'll give you, so. I'll give you one tip, Jackie. Don't don't waste your breath asking for a refund. I something. know. You, I've heard you mention that before, that that's going to be a challenge. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know that I've ever tried... Uh, just try, just try. You've got a spare moment, ladies. Just try, you know. Just yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've ever, ever tried asking for a refund from any hosting company, but I, I wouldn't expect a lot. Uh, uh, the uh, the other one that didn't fare that well either was um, uh, Flywheel, either. I didn't see that one mentioned um, either. I, I saw DreamHost did, did fairly well. I think that's the one that I saw there. But uh, I was actually surprised by the results. And, of course, I don't know the criteria that for the testing and, you know, how it was all done. Uh, I guess uh, you know you need to take a look at that a little bit further. Yeah, you've got a couple of spare, you know, three or four days to read it or study it. Good luck to you. Uh, what do you reckon, Kim? We've got any kind of faults? I don't even know if you had time to even read it. I skimmed it, yeah. I, and because I'm actually looking, I I have several. Actually, I have two accounts at SiteGround. They both perform very very well. I will say that they're. I don't use that. I don't use the very basic three dollar one, but but their Go Geek, which is yeah. the third one up, I use, and it's faster than a VPS I've been paying for somebody for. So I'm in the process of moving, <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> because I'm paying like twice as much for a virtual private server that is just a dog to run on. <laughs> A dog. And, uh, it a is. Dog. So I'm not going to name them. I won't that, might, that might be an insult to dogs. But that's true, actually. <laughs> I mean, you know, Sally, we are cat people, so I guess sometimes I, I maybe I'm mean to dogs. <laughs> I love dogs, everybody. Yeah, um, you, don't, you don't have to be mean to dogs if you love cats. I wouldn't. Yeah. I love dogs. But, uh, yeah, it's been a horrible situation. So I it was timely for me. Because I, it's not that I don't, I love my SiteGround accounts, but I tend to try to spread my accounts out over different hosts so that you have, um, it can be beneficial with the way IP addresses work and that kind of thing. So other than that, no, I wasn't really surprised. 
You weren't that surprised? Oh, I don't know. I just don't know. No, it was it was um, who was missing, not missing, but who wasn't. And then they, this, what was it? Um, I forgot the name of the company. This light, this one that was on top of the. I looked at mostly the twenty the, um, twenty five to fifty lightning uh, base. Yeah, I never heard of them. Never heard of them. Never. Don't you not on my right? Anybody on the panel ever heard of them? Right now, I never heard of WP Oven either. So you know the, these. Uh, you know, it seems like everybody and their brother is, uh, <laughs> is starting a, a WordPress optimized hosting company, and, and and you can't really blame them because you know if we've got twenty five percent of the of the web on WordPress, you know that's a good angle for hosting companies to do is to say, oh well, maybe we should optimize some servers for WordPress. Yes, it's terrible. But I, I did get, um, uh, and this is a total. Um, flagrant um, uh, publicization here, folks. Um, I was um, really um, quite happy to see that Digital Ocean, um, which I've been consistently plugging, got pretty good write-up for value and speed and that, if you read the article. And now our partner, WP Hosting Spot, folks, will look after you if you're into Digital Ocean. And you, on their basic plan, folks, you you can um, run free WordPress websites. It's not bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean... My husband used DigitalOcean for some de development work a few years back, and at that point, you know, you totally had to understand servers to use DigitalOcean, but it was still a really interesting offering, and now they've, you know, set things up to be a little easier for people who are not server experts. No, but I would, I would still, you know, you know, obviously they're partner folks, and I get a commission if you, if you click the link and go to WP Hosting Spot. But um, Koska's the guy, the founder of it. He's been on the show, and um, um, he's he's going to be supporting WP Tonic. And he's just got a really, you know, you get 24-hour support. He sets it all up, and you get the power of DigitalOcean as well. So I think it's a win-win. And you can run free websites on, on his $35 plan a month. So that I'm going to stop now because that was flagrant, flagrant. Well, gosh, Jonathan, you're you're hosting a show every week. You have to be able to plug something now and and then. Oh, I, yeah. I know it. I know it goes against your English personality to do self promotion, but uh, this is socially acceptable in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, uh, Rob. Um, so, um, what do you think, ladies? I don't think we can because um, it was it's a very detailed report, and I skimmed it like you. Um, I think the WP Tonic, uh, the, I call SiteGround my Bulgarian friends because they are based in, um, what is the capital of Bulgaria? God, Transylvania. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Sofia. Yeah, Sophia. Sophia. I think Transylvania is actually in Romania. Uh, I had yeah, to then, yeah, um, I forgive all Americans when it comes to geography. It's not your greatest strength. Oh, God. Americans are pathetic at geography. Just joking, just <laughs> yeah, joking. I know you were, Jackie, but I don't have to say it. it gives joy to me. Uh, there's not many things that give me much joy. Uh, so, um, I think um, with your agreement, ladies, I think um, we'll go for our break and then we'll um, we'll come back with our main topic, and that's. Um, it's around what you should do before you even choose that theme or choose a developer, the things, you know, that 
horrendous word, which most web projects never have, strategy and planning. So we're going to come back in a minute, folks, and we're going to delve into that and see my, what my really fantastic, intelligent, attractive panel of ladies have got to say about this. Be back in a minute, folks. Buying or selling a home in the greater Reno-Tahoe area? I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad. And you can find her at karenconrad.com or call directly at 775-527-7021. We're coming back, folks. Got a great panel. Got, a, you know, um, a really attractive, intelligent, all the things that I'm lacking <laughs> the, 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 check will, the check will be in the mail all right, right all the things that i totally lack intelligence good looks uh, um so um we're coming back and we're going to talk about our main topics so i'm going to start with sally again um this is something over the eight years um that i've really been involved in trying to make a living online and doing projects and Front end development, the the really t the amazing lack, the total lack of any kind of strategy idea why we're doing this. It's been quite even expected from small companies, but even the medium ones that I've dealt with, there seems to be no idea at all. Got any insights and? Um, how important do you think, you know, why we're doing this and what the outcomes should be? You, you know, what you, what's your initial starter thoughts, Sally? Well, it's incredibly important. And you're right, people don't think about it often. And yeah, that's not so surprising with the, you know, the, the one person businesses or that, you know, you, you've kind of fallen into, you had an idea, you've kind of fallen into being self-employed and, and, you know, you're busy working and, and you don't take a lot of time to think about strategy or, or organize things. Um, but you know, you are going to be disappointed uh, in your website if you don't start out knowing why you need a website, you know, what it's supposed to do for you and how you are going to, to measure your success at it. And, and you know, this ties in a little bit to my talk at, at WordCamp LAX about is WordPress the right tool for this job? Because if you don't know what kind of a site you need and what you need it to do, it's pretty hard to decide what to build it with. Yeah, uh, I see that. But I, I even think it's deeper than that. You know, um, yeah, there's really there's so many organisations I work with. There's absolutely no idea what the objective is and what would be a really good outcome um, in any shape or form. Um, what right, do you think? You know, who, is, who is your ideal client? You know, what is your what is your business's mission? What are you trying to achieve? No, uh, what do you reckon, Jackie? Do you think I'm being a little bit cynical? But by, um, based on your experience, do you think there's any truth in what I'm saying? And being that we've got um, a, a large kind of developer, designer, consultant crowd that listens to this show, have got any kind of um, tips and ex uh, insights that you've learned how? If you, a, do you agree with what we, what me and Sally have been saying? And B, got any insights to try and turn that around? I think what Sally said makes the most sense is the asking the why questions early on, very early on when you're first talking to a client and finding out why they want a website and what their expectations for that website are. And I think if you don't address those questions 
um, upfront or understand, you know, the purpose of it, it's really hard to get the result that you're that you're after. I mean, and I, I like the idea of starting at the end result and working your way backwards, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're doing a real estate website, there's a reason why you're doing it. It's not to have just a calling card out there. You're, you know, you want to bring um, new clients in through your website and have them find out about you. So having a strategy of how you go about getting there is important and understanding why you're doing it and who's going. Then the other thing um, that I think is real important is, you know, do you have a plan for managing your content and do you have a schedule for what it is you're going to do? Like you were saying, many people are just real haphazard about how they manage their website. They're not, they don't blog regularly. They don't um, manage old content and take it down when it needs to be. So there needs to be an overall plan for managing your whole online presence, whether it's your website and social media as well. Yeah, I think that's great, Jackie. Um, Kim, um, you, you know, you, you know, in the past couple of years, you've really been trying to attempt to build a brand in the kind of, um, membership wordpress membership training so looking back do you think you did enough planning because you're very analytical and you've got a lot of experience but you've got any insights about what it takes to build a kind of online brand and the kind of strategy insights that you really need got you would like to discuss that at all kim um, sure. I'm I'm kind of the planning geek, actually. <laughs> I can suffer of the opposite. I will plan it and 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 plan it. And sometimes you actually just have to start. Yes. Um, but I true. do, I have everyone start with the planning piece, whether, I, I mean, when I did my presentation this weekend about building an online platform, it all starts with planning the platform. So you select the right tools and understand your business. When I dealt with, when I deal with my intro students on building their first website, we start even before what's the purpose of the website. It's what is your business? What's the purpose of your business? Like Sally said, who's your ideal customer? And if you tell me everyone, go sit in the corner because you haven't thought this through. Um, not everyone is your ideal customer. So I start really with the the lesson plan basics, uh, the business plan basics with people on what they need and what their business is and how many customers they need to make it sustainable, etc. And then from there, where does the website plug into it? Where does a membership piece plug into it? Where does an online course plug into it? And then we go into the planning on that piece because again, you don't, we've got hundreds of plugins and in online learning we've got about 10 to 15 but if you don't pick the right one you're going to be in real trouble down the road when you need multiple instructors and you pick something that only handles one yeah so. i think that's great kim um i'll just put it to i'll just put this to the panel you know obviously there's a need a want for anybody that's going to invest any any kind of sizable amount of money on a website project and we're probably not for the lower end but for the kind of lowish medium you know you know you're probably looking between six and ten plus thousand dollars um you know you want a return on your investment um what do you think you know obviously we want traffic we want to convert those into um prospects we want to convert those prospects into paying clients that pay our bills and keep the business going 
what do you think is necessary not you know not only the kind of technology that you're going to use with the website but the actual process of getting traffic and converting it what do you think the landscape is like in 2016 around that and i'll start with sally um what would you say to a client that's coming to you and they have these needs how do you handle them and what kind of discussion do you have around that right well i actually had somebody contact me yesterday um <coughs> about you know possibly uh, upgrading and, and expanding her her website and you know she's somebody who's mostly done um services and consulting but she wants to she's thinking about you know membership and and more of a sort of product or or you know so you know recurring revenue it's it's something that you know everybody who freelances and, and experiences those you know fluctuations in cash flow uh, finds the idea of, you know, steady recurring income, even if it's modest, uh, pretty appealing. Um, and I took a look at her at her site and said, okay, well, you know, I can I can suggest some some things, you know, based on this that that might be good considering what you do. I mean, she started to have a paid newsletter. She's you know it's integrating this, but you know, we we partly need to know, uh, you know, what you. Can, you know what you're expecting so like you know it's, it's the question that book publishers ask do you have a platform because you know once you switch from having free content to, to paid content you know the the barrier to paying for stuff is one cent people will be deterred by having to pay one penny for something it's it's not the amount it's the idea and so you know it's a small percentage of of your existing traffic that's going to pay now she's in an area where there are definitely people who will pay for, for, for what she has. But, you know, it's like you need more than something valuable and good marketing copy on the site because you got to get people there. So, you know, do you have the social media platform, the email list, the, you know, the connections in some way that, you know, the personal network, the, the uh, you know, the way to make sure that there is going to, there's going to be traffic coming to your site or do you already have a ton of traffic on your site? Because if you do you're in a better position if you're starting from nothing like this is your new business idea you know then that's much tougher because in, until you can get people to your website there's nobody there to convert it doesn't matter how good your conversion process is i think that's great what do you think jackie Cool. you're muted jackie you're muted, Jackie. We can help hear you. You're muted. I'll go off to Kim. Go on, Kim. And, and Jackie can sort out muted problems, can't she? I, I, I mean, Sally's spot on. If, if you've got the audience already, whatever you're doing is easier. And if not, you're going to have to build it, whether it's online, whether it's good old-fashioned offline networking, whatever, whatever's going to work for your business, you've got to build that audience before you sell anything like you said sally if if nobody's there to convert it doesn't matter how good all your conversion is and you know let's not worry about a whole bunch of a b testing and that kind of thing let's just get some people to the site right yes yeah, uh, i think oh so um jackie what do you think i think building your authority is another is another factor that you'd have to consider, especially if you're just starting off and uh, whether or not you want to provide content free initially and then you want to convert to a paid. I remember uh, Sridhar um, Katakam 
did, started off giving out a lot of free tutorials on Genesis, and he, he eventually converted it to a paid platform, but mm -hmm. he built up his credibility and his brand all along the way. So, and, and he, so when he finally did convert, he managed to get a lot of people to, to go with that conversion because he continued to putting out great content, and he was a known quantity people were relying on his tutorials to help them get through their business. So I think that's another factor when you're first starting off is, is you know, what is your, um, what is your brand currently right now? And, you know, what's your authority level on the subject matter that you're going to be, um, that you're going to be selling? Yeah, I think that's really true. I think um, something I read that really clicked with me, um, ladies, was um, Shane from the CEO of Fry Themes. He's been on the show a couple of times and he has his own personal blog. Um, I will put the URL in the show notes, folks. And he was writing on his blog. Um, he was asked a question, how do I get more traffic to my site? You know, um, I've spent all this money on my site and I'm not really getting any traffic. And he, he said, it ain't traffic. You're talking about people. You're talking about why should people come to your website and spend time on it? And uh, um, it really clicked with me because um, I hear this so much with so many um, people I talk to. We need to get traffic, you know, and this ain't getting traffic and you look at it and you think well nobody is going to come to it because there ain't nothing there for a person to go to so what do you think about that so it was kind of um it was obvious but um sometimes the um you need it to be put in front of you that it's not traffic it's people what do you think sally I think that's a terrific reminder. You, you know, traffic. I, I have a lot of traffic from bots, and I do my best to keep it out because it just, you know, runs up your, you know, Cyclone gets annoyed with you. Uh, oh, you the know. Bulgarians have nasty comments to you. No they're, no, they're quite polite about it, but they're like, you know, you have limits on, and and the thing is, you know, if you've got. They've got, K, they've got KGB agents. You do know that they were the kind of henchmen for the Russians for a while, would you? They're all much too young for that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, that you don't just need traffic. You don't need, you know, random bots and, and uh, you know, you need people who are actually interested in what you have. So, you know, just getting numbers of people there is, you know, you, there are various black hat SEO types of tricks and things you know usually google is on to most of what people used to do but the thing is you don't want the people who are looking at you know looking for you know nude photos of celebrities unless what your site does is nude photos of celebrities and you know you want the people who are looking for what you really do and and as uh, christopher s penn uh, of shift communications likes to say you know the secret to uh, you know to, to seo is be relevant Yes, I think it's even deeper than that. Go on, Kim. What do you, you know? Um, so somebody comes to you and they want to start a membership site, and they come to you because you're well known in the world. They've, they've seen you speak at WordCamp. They've been to the website. They like what you say, and they come in and say, "We really want you know." They're in a niche. They're not. They're not potty. They seem sensible. What? What? What kind of roadmap? How much work are they going to have to put into this? Got any insights, Kim? Well, the, the first thing I would do is, again, I'd go back to who are their target customers and, and who they already have that are those customers that would 
possibly buy because that's your best place to start. If you have something and you can find out who they are, you know them, what they will already buy from you because that helps us really determine it. The other thing though, if someone comes to me for a membership site, the first thing I, I really want to talk to them about is what are their intentions and responsibilities that they're willing to commit to for ongoing content. Because if you're paying, if you're charging someone on a membership basis, recurring basis, you have to commit to producing, 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 producing. And so sometimes for those people, actually possibly an online course that's a shorter commitment may be a better place for them to start as opposed to a $29, $39, $59, a month to make sure that they've got that commitment that they're going to provide it because it is a big commitment. And if, like Sally said, that one cent makes the difference in whether or not people buy, if it's not free, you've got something to overcome and your product has to be so much better than, you know, if you're giving good content on your free blog, but you now want to pay or charge somebody for something, it's got to be not one time better, but 10 or 20 times more relevant, more detailed, so that they don't just call you up and say, hey, I'm already getting this on your blog. Um, refund my money. Yeah, I think that's so right, actually, Kim. Um, Jackie, um, I kind of went, I've kind of gone down this road because I want to bring it back to the, um, it's all linked to the theme. Um, I think, you know, I'm just going to put this to you, Jackie, you know, you've got the initial costs of hiring a developer or consultant, consultant developer, whatever, and you've got the initial build out, but I think you've got to double your, but you know, the other part is I think you've got like a third should go to the developer and then almost two thirds need to go out with the outreach, the content production. Who's going to make any videos? Who's going to do the newsletter? Who's going to actually get people to this site and convert them? You know, who's going to do all this? Uh, um, is there any strategy? Is there any plan about this? Or are you going to just kind of lay out six to 10 grand and you're just going to hear crickets? What do you think, Jackie? I think that's a that's a common mistake that everybody um, finds themselves in, where they spend ninety percent of their budget on a container, and uh, they then realize that they have to put something in it, and uh, they've got ten percent of their budget left for that. So I think having those conversations early on with a client is very important. I know, um, you know, I've talked with some other folks in our community about content first and about content audits and and other topics like that. And they're really important in determining, you know, where's all the effort going to be? If, if a client is ready to build out a website and they have no um, time to produce any content and they don't have any content to put on their site, well, at this point, getting having a site really isn't the priority at all. I think building that container um, isn't going to serve them very well as far as the money that they're going to spend. I think they'd be better off to spend that money on going out and hiring a copywriter and um, doing some strategy work on getting their content together first. Uh, you can put up a very simple theme for very little money. And if you have amazing content, people will go and read it. They don't care about the design of the website. It's a nice thing to have, but it is not 
everything. I mean, there are many people who have very popular sites that are very basic looking. And I think it's because they have amazing content. And I think that's where the focus needs to be. Yeah, I think that's really uh, quite honest of you to say that, really, and very insightful. But uh, the truth is, I think design does matter when you get to, you know, if you can afford it, it will help. It helps with conversion and staying on. But, you know, having a really pretty site and having nothing on it, <laughs> it's, it's not going to do you anything. You're so. not going to get people visiting you more than once. It's like, you know, you'll go and see that it's pretty and there's there's nothing to come back for it. And yet, you know, non-technical people sometimes don't believe me when I say the hardest part is creating content because they're, you know, they think all the, the development part is so hard. And yeah, but, you know, you don't want to spend, I don't want my clients to spend $10,000 and hear crickets. I want them to spend $10,000 and get results. Well, you, the reality is, Sally, you know who they're going to blame for the cricket. So it ain't going to be them, is it, Sally? Oh, no. You know, that, you know they're not going to refer you to anybody and they're not going to sing your praises, even though the crickets are down to them. It's just easier to blame you, isn't it, Sally? It's always easier to blame someone else. <laughs> I've done it all my life. This <laughs> is human nature. Uh, um, what do you reckon? Have you got? Because I, um, we were debating to have this as a subject, but I think uh, me and John. But I think it is crucial because it, this conversation's been going on a while, and it's one of the one of the reasons why I went into maintenance. Kim is that um, I was doing okay actually, but I was getting increasingly frustrated with these conversations and not with startups or very small businesses. I was dealing with a couple of larger businesses and they just weren't getting it. Um, what do you think? Do you think this is a general problem, Kim, even in 2016? Yeah. I, 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 first of all, everything we're talking about today, everyone has to go watch Sally's presentation from WordCamp LAX as soon as it's on uh on WordPress TV because well you might get on there you know the um, the volunteers have to you know what he is oh the, the, the Los Angeles people actually pay somebody to edit their oh they, they oh well I forgot come on you know it's L A it's yeah. L A isn't it gotta get the video up haven't you All but right. she addressed so much of that on the the whole planning piece so I, I spot on it, it's understanding the client, understanding the, the questions of who they are, so you can understand what the website should be and, and what you can do for them. I think it, it's absolutely, and the biggest thing I see, as I said, with all sizes of business that I've worked with is really not, and forget the website for right now, let's just understand their business, who their customer is, how many customers they need to make it work. Right? If you're a, if you're someone doing maintenance, Jonathan, and you charge fifty nine dollars a month, you need a lot more customers than someone who has a pretty vibrant basis, and they're making five thousand dollars off of each client, right? So that's a big piece of it. It's it's I think the planning is critical, and it's somewhere that most people overlook. They're not really getting down to the to the nitty gritty and the numbers piece of it either. Yeah, well, I, I took a substantial financial hit starting WP Tonic. I'm, I'm quite open with it um, because, you know, I was getting clients 
between six and 15,000. And uh, suddenly I'm down to trying to get clients around 69 and $89. And you've got to get a lot more of those to make up. Um, so, but I, I just got burnt out with it. I, I, I just kind of wrap up and get your response. I, I was talking to a client, one of my older clients, um, and I'm not going to be too specific. They're in the financial um, industry. They're, they're very successful as a regional player in the financial industry. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we're talking about a company that's making millions, you know, um, in the double-digit millions. Um, and they've got a, a second, I wouldn't say a secondary business, but they invested, let's say, another three million, four million into a, a kind of linked subsidy um, um, business. And they got this website and they were complaining why it wasn't getting any traffic and why it wasn't helping their business. And I look, it was the most, it'd been thrown together in WordPress, but it is the most godforsaken bit of crap I've not seen in a long while. And this isn't, and I think this is 2016. And have you got, I'm, what I'm trying, I'm now going on a little bit of a rant, but what I'm trying to point out to folks, it's 2016. This is a reasonably sophisticated business person who's been highly successful. And he's got this bit of crap out there that he would be better just taking it off the internet. Have you ever had that, Sally, where... You, I don't know if you've actually said it or you, you kind of forced yourself not to say it. When you're looking at something, you, you, you want to say to them, you really want to pull that off. That's really destroying your business. Have you heard that, Sally? I have certainly seen uh, cases of, of people whose, business, whose websites were like straight out of 1995. Uh, at, I mean, you know, just horrible, painful. And, and they didn't care. They're like, yeah, but I only talk to engineers. And they have no sense of design, and and they're and I'm like, I, you know, I can't argue with that. If that real, if your constituency really is happy enough with that, that's okay. But in other cases, you know, it depends on what industry you're you're in, and you know, ordinary consumers these days use the web all the time, and they expect, for the most part, a certain level of sophistication. I mean, you know, it's like it's fine for Craigslist to be ugly. It's always been ugly. It it does the thing, the one thing it's set up to do, very well. It, it, you know, and and aesthetics don't matter that much. But if you're in an area where people are, you know, if you if you have, you know, if you're doing like fashion or jewelry or so, you know, people accept expect a certain amount of polish, or they won't take you seriously. You know, they've they've looked at sites by your competitors, and even if they don't understand anything about design they have certain expectations and you need to know about that you know as as, as it kind of comes back to what business are you in who is your who is your customer what do they respond to uh, and so in in some areas you may be okay with with something that just aesthetically is a disaster uh, but in most of them you won't no i think that's well put what do you reckon jackie 
Do you, well, think, I was just, do you think I was just ranting or do no, you No, no, and I, I was actually going to ask you, are we talking more about the design and the, you know, the aesthetic of the website? Are we talking about the content on the website? Both. It was, both, it was a yeah. total disaster. Okay, so, it, you know, if it's, if it's content, that's going to be a more difficult conversation with somebody than um, if a site just looks outdated. Um, if it, if it, I think that you, what I try to do is really focus on are, is your user having a good user experience on the site and try to view it from the user's perspective. Craigslist works because number one, there really isn't an alternative. If there was another competing website that worked just as well, that had a nicer UI and a, you know, nicer user experience and it was free like Craigslist is, I'm sure it would do really well. Craigslist works though. So it is providing a good user experience relative to what else you could get for free in that space. So I think you need to look at it um, objectively totally like that. relative to what you used to have to pay for classified ads in the newspaper. Absolutely, absolutely. So in that case, I would say Craigslist has a good user experience overall as compared to anything else in that classification. Um, you go to Apple's website and you know, that's a completely different user experience there. And uh, I think that when um, a site is difficult to to get around and people can't find the information they're looking for, that that those are good clues that you need to take a look at um, what that how how you would be re refactoring that website. I think it's great. What any what ending words of wisdom, Kim? Or do you think I was just ranting? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't think you were just ranting, but I think between Sally and uh, Jackie, they nailed it. I don't have anything else to add. All right. I think we're uh, going to wrap it up, folks, for the actual podcast. We're going to continue the discussion for another 15, 20 minutes, and then, um, which you'll find on the website um, with the show notes and anything else that I think is worth putting on. Um, so, for ladies, um, I'm going to ask you how people can get hold of you and learn more about you and your wisdom, words of wisdom. I'll start with Sally. How can people get hold of you, Sally? Uh, probably the easiest thing to do is go to wpfangirl.com. People can spell that. Uh, but if you can spell my name, you will find me. I am the only Sally Gatch on Google. Very useful, isn't it? It's extremely useful, and my parents didn't even plan it. No, there we go. Um, um, so, Kim, how can people get to find out more about you and your words of wisdom? Uh, they can find me at howtobuildanonlinecourse.com or Twitter. I'm at Kim Shivler. And uh, those are the easiest ways to reach out to me. There we go. What about you, Jackie? How can they find out about Jackie? You can find me at JackieDelia.com and at jdelia on Twitter. That's great. Um, and folks, if you want to find out more about the ranting English geezer, uh, um, go to wptonic.com. Um, if you want to get hold of me, um, I reply to all my email at jonathan at wp-tonic.com. And I'm pretty, uh, most people will say they're pretty impressed with my response on um, Twitter. And my handles is at Jonathan Denwood. And there's not many Jonathan Denwoods. So if you put that, I'm, all, I'm there. So we're ending the show, folks. Um, please remember to go to iTunes, subscribe to the show. And if you're really generous, 
please give us um, a, a review on iTunes. I think there's somebody in iTunes that reads them. I'm not always sure, but I'm sure there is. Um, like I say, we're going to end the show. Um, we'll be back next Saturday at um, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The um, I always enjoy our roundtables. We always get excellent WordPress people and insights. And my co-host... Who um who's getting married today? That's why he's not here. That's why you've got to um put up with me. Um, we'll be returning, so you won't have to put up with my nonsense, folks. So uh, we're ending the show, and we'll be back. Um, but do remember, we continue the discussion now, and like I say, you find that on video format on the website. See you next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.